One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Fuck off, Gene. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Sorry, mate, but fuck off. It's showtime, folks. This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! Nitro. <laughs> it's the classic Nitro review of the Cultaholic variety. Here we are, back in 1996, where life was simpler. Who be we? I be fake Jordy, radio presenter with that portfolio, Tom Campbell. And joining me on my Odyssey, the true odds, putting the odd in Odyssey, uh, as we head through Monday Nitro from week to week to week to week to week. It is the WCW kid of Cultaholic, Sam Driver. It's a really nice way to say it. The fucking freak of the office. Uh, <laughs> but I'll I take meant, it. I meant, I meant more that WCW is odd, but yeah, I guess we can we can lend it that way. I have nothing. I can't say anything nasty because last night it was a lovely little surprise it for was, me. Yeah, it was fun. That was lovely. So we're recording this on Wednesday, the first of February. You're yeah. hearing it on the second of February. Um, it was my birthday on the Tuesday night. Shame on you if you didn't tweet, Tom. What are you doing listening to this? Furious. Bet you don't know where my birthday is either, do you? I'll be waiting. 11, 12. I'll be waiting. Tom will be waiting as Jan- well. January. Mm. <laughs> it's, uh, so it was a lovely, I went out for a lovely bit of dinner with my wife-to-be yeah. to my favourite restaurant. And she was very adamant that, hey, we should go to NQ64. Yeah. It's just over the way. So that'd be fun. But I'll see how I feel. I feel quite full after. Genuinely, at one point, I went, I feel quite full after dinner. I, might I just want to go home and lie on the couch. Yeah, I did. She went, let's go and have one and see how we get on. Yeah. And then lo and behold, we walk into NQ64. <laughs> There's Buddy, Sam Driver, Jack King, Fraser yeah. Porter. Uh, and and uh, Luke was there. Luke Osborne yeah. was there from our editing team. We had Jack Atkins on the classic yeah. Raw review. Matthew turned up from the classic SmackDown we had review. Ashton. We momentarily Ashton had Kieran, Trump. Alex. Kieran. Yeah. Alex turned up. His his uh, lovely wife it's uh, her birthday on the same day as mine so she came along as well which is lovely and we all played old school video games what yeah. a grand way to ring in my 39th year around the sun <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> with that I got to say to my dad I spent the day playing arcade games for my 39th birthday <laughs> he's like I don't get your generation I don't get you but that back was in my day it was 10 cigarettes <laughs> 15 pints of bitter I'm pretty sure when my dad was my age I think he already had three kids <laughs> and a mortgage yeah what have you got some coins for the arcades and then they go but why don't I understand why you can't just live the life I live as they all own like well not everybody but a, a massive portion of that uh, 
that populace owns a lot of property and are setting the prices for that property, which is <laughs> sort of keeping me out of the ownership loop. I don't know about yourself. <laughs> well, I, I always I like every Christmas where I have a chat with Alex's nan and yeah. she'll say, you should have bought a house by now. When we got married, we bought our first house for £400. <laughs> it's like, yeah, when people used to be able to buy like a Ford for, for like 120 quid. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't understand like, why, why you lot have cars and you don't have like, houses. And you have, it's like, well, you know, if I wanted to sell a fucking kidney, I could maybe afford a deposit for a house. <laughs> Not even the house. Yeah. Just the deposit and to it's satisfy like, the bank. Know, I, I know a lot of people that own houses, but just watching the fact that house prices are falling is making me sw- slightly giddy. Mm. Just sort of like... <laughs> that, is, that is quite delicious. <laughs> ah, get rid of your house ownership. We're eyeing up Let a me sweet, take it over. We're eyeing up a sweet spot around April where we think that the mortgage rates will be good and the house prices will be down. Yeah. So we reckon that might be where we swoop in and buy a house. I think I'm still a ways off yet, <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm going to basically, I think, because you need like two years of good, clean accounts and stuff. And it, it's just been, I've had the same bank account for fucking ages and I've never been like great with just managing it properly. So it's like, I'm thinking about just joining in a whole new bank, starting fresh, Going in there with two years of accounts, like two years down the line, and just being like, there you go. I am an adult. I can handle stuff. There's nothing mental. Look at how well I handle my money. That's, a, <laughs> that's not a bad way of doing it, actually. I can't, that's, that's... That and Barclays are closing all their branches, so it's just like, I mean, yeah. There is that as well. You can put £100 in at the post office, though, but just 100 <laughs> No more. No, no more. <laughs> and it'll stay in there forever. Also, good luck finding a post office. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one maybe in all of Newcastle. There's two on Northumberland Street. Two. Yeah, but, but the one at the top looks like it's about to close because it's got a little sign that says the business is up for sale. So, oh, Which is a shame because they've got a good magazine selection in there. It's where I used to be able to always get PWI and like some stuff you wouldn't be able to get in Smith's at the time. Oh. Yeah. Magazines, they're a thing from... The 1996. The 90s. A big shout from the 1996, <laughs> which is where we are today. But before we get into that, uh, we have uh, a, bit, a bit from the mailbag. Okay. I uh, would like to welcome Darian Hinojosa. I hope I've pronounced your name correctly. Thank you for getting in touch. Hey, Tom, and the guy who always has better hair than me, Sam Driver. Hello. There you go. Uh <laughs> This past weekend, <laughs> I'm sure your hair's lovely. I'm just, I'm just panicking all the time before I come on video. I can do my hair properly, but it takes like it takes like an hour because I've got to like got to use straighteners in certain parts of it and all because my hair's like too straight. It just goes like pfft, if out. you let it, it just grows outward. <laughs> but it looks lovely today. I look like an owl usually. <laughs> can you turn your whole head around with your eyes? I, I can place? try real hard, but I'll probably only be able to do it once. <laughs> I uh, this past weekend I went to the Rumble with my friends. One watched wrestling, but stopped seven years ago. The other only watches matches I've showed him. But I showed them the trial of Sami Zayn and explained the law behind each person. And after that last segment at the Rumble, they want to watch more wrestling storylines. So, for my question, what's the best WCW storyline you all have y'all have reviewed so far? Or what's the one you're looking forward to? Personally, I'm looking forward to Goldberg's rise because I don't really know much about it. Lots of love from San Antonio. Nice. Always wanted to go to San Antonio. Yeah. Been to Dallas. Really like Dallas. Mm. Want to check out Houston as well. Nice. Texas is just fascinating. It's yeah. a fascinating place. It did everything's bigger in Texas. It really is. <laughs> they say in it sometimes the trucks like there's just a it's like oh here's my ford f-150 and it's like 11 feet off the ground <laughs> as wide as a lane and you're like okay <laughs> now in terms of stuff we're looking forward to 
Obviously, the NWO. Yeah, I, I think that's that's sort of the the big one um, on the horizon. The the rise of Goldberg is going to be interesting because as a kid, that was sort of my peak, um, like childhood sort of main storyline, I guess initially. Mm. Um, and I was sort of swept up in it as, as a lot of other kids were, I imagine where I was like, nobody can beat him. He's the best. But going back to look at it now might be just a bit like, fucking hell, they fed another person to it. So I'm, I'm quite looking forward to going back through all of that rise for sure mm. with like adult eyes now going like, God, I was such an idiot or <laughs> no, you know what? It holds up. Um, but in terms of what we've done so far, it, it's a bit weird because we've, we've sort of had storylines that have been going on forever. So yeah, we've, we we've had the ends of stories. Dungeon of Doom has sort of, they, they, they finally tried to end Hulkamania for the last time, um, but they're still kind of wanting to end Hulkamania, but Hulk's not around at the minute. Uh, you've got Flair Savage just bubbling up. What have we had? We've had Lex Sting. That's been ongoing. That's just been, that's, 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 that's simmered too much loud. <laughs> that's, that, that's overboiled. What's the best piece of storytelling we've seen so far? Best pieces, I think Brian Pillman. Pillman's been great. Pillman's been good, but that's a lot of that's been on the periphery rather than in front of our eyes. I'm just trying to think because it, it really has been not like slim pickings, but it, it's all really long-term drawn out stuff in, in like an old fashioned way. So I, it's not really like, I don't know. There's not really been anything where I've, no. I've digested it so far and gone, fuck man, that was amazing. Like, the, the level of wrestling we're starting to see from like the who will go on to become the radicals and the, the whole sort of uh, cruiserweight division has been uh, definitely a, a really interesting thing to watch develop. But there's just, yeah, it, it's weird that we can't really pinpoint a single thing so far as being like a standout above all else. Yeah, well, there's nothing There's nothing yet that's touched the sides. Yeah, it? <laughs> it's all just sort of being a bit like, woof. but I guess uh, Regal Finley has, you know, it, it's it's had the makings of some really great mm. back and forth. I really enjoyed the absolute crap fest that was the Colonel's wedding. Um, <laughs> even though, you know, half of it was playing out on Saturday night, but like the, the, the whole kind of schlockiness of it, the, the, the pro wrestlingness of it is mm. what I really like. In terms of what we're looking forward to, obviously we said NWO. I am kind of, in a perverted way, yeah. ready for the Russo years. I'm yeah. intrigued by like just the hot mess of let's throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Panic mode it's, booking. It's hilarious, but it shouldn't be. And mm. it, it's sort of like it, it's it is like watching a car crash in slow motion. You mm. are kind of and because you, you can't you can't just shit on him full stop. Like Russo did, you know, have some exciting television come from his work, and you know he he has been in and around like a lot of important moments. Yeah, but largely, you know, he puts the fucking nail in the coffin, doesn't he? Or at least mm. one of them. So it, it's it's it is just like. At the minute, it feels like everything is just like, fuck, when is this going to end? And then by the time we get to that period of time, it's like, fuck, when's anything going to start? <laughs> because there's so much going on in and around the ring and, and the blurring of the lines of, you know, we already know it's fake. It, it's already been exposed. So how far can you push it? And they push it and push it and push it. But eventually it just snaps because it's like, well, why the fuck should we care? Mm. Um, and I, I am looking forward to that very much so because it, it's <laughs> it's going to be like watching I don't know like having a best friend all the way through school and then you go back to your hometown a few years later uh, they're hanging around with a guy called Vince now and, and they're into just douche things uh, 
That's a great way to describe it. You know, they like to just hang out by like, you know, the empty school parking lot, just smashing bottles. (laughs) They're like 38, but they're like still just pulling pranks on teachers uh, and and saying words like ass and making fart noises. Um, (laughs) Can't wait. I'm especially excited. Yeah, making fun of people that have Bell's palsy. I mean, that happens in the latter stages. Yeah. That does. We've got that to quote unquote look forward to. End yeah. quote unquote. Uh, well, that's hey, Thank you for the message. It's been nice <laughs> thank to, you so to ruminate. Classic at cultaholic.com if you'd like to send Sorry, we couldn't give you like a definitive answer as well. Uh, just gotta be honest. <laughs> it's just been a bit. Come back in a year. It feels like we've not actually left 1995. <laughs> no, it does. It feels like we've, we've, we're treading water in the kitchen. Yeah. Room, and we're just going round and round and round and round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, more of that in moments. But let's take a look at the real world before we get into this week's episode of Mananaro from the 13th of May, really. 1996. Uh, number one single in America is Mariah Carey, Always it's, Be My Baby. It's, it's I've just, it's, it's Monday Nitro, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I've just, my brain, for whatever reason, has just connected those two together. They sound alike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> was that was that not part of the plan? Probably. The was like the impetus of that was to sound, make it sound a bit like Monday Night Raw. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I just Monday found that Night funny Raw. though. I was just <laughs> like Yorkshire version of wrestling. Night Raw. <laughs> Monday Night Raw. It of course explains the name of the Thund Macdown as well. Yeah. <laughs> explains Dubsy Dub. Explains why Giant Hayside's got a push. <laughs> I beat you on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Uh, number one single in the UK is George Michael's Fast Love. All right. Nice song. I don't know how it kept getting away with getting airplay because the first line is, one of the first lines is all that bullshit conversation. It was the 90s, Tom. Mm. But even in the noughties, I remember playing it, it was, on the radio. It was the 90s, Tom. And it was a time of cultural revolution and, and freedom of, of, of expression and, and um, excess. Get the Argos catalog. Go. <laughs> Buy. Consume. Look at this shiny plastic. It's shit compared to the shiny plastic you got last month for your birthday. You want this shiny plastic now. And I'm just like, man, Pokemon cards. Uh, it was a great time. It was exactly. <laughs> It was a fabulous time. Uh, Executive Decision was number one in the UK movie charts. Yep. Uh, directed by Stuart Baird, uh, Kurt Russell, Steven Seagal, Halle Berry, Oliver Platt. <laughs> we were talking about Seagal last week, weren't we? We were talking about Seagal. Uh, it's the film of a, a, a rescue, an airliner hijacked by terrorists. Nice. So it's a terrorist action film. Were they actual terrorists or were they teachers and train drivers <laughs> and post office workers? Oh, like yes. Rishi Sunak. Did you see that he called them extremists? I did At PMQs, yes. And and as we all know, extremists are what Vincent Mann called the ECW roster for about three months. <laughs> Do you remember that? Just just vote them the fuck out, please, everybody. If you don't vote, just vote them out. Vote for whoever the fuck you got to vote for. But get them out. As I They're said, shitting on us all. I know you come here for wrestling, but but this mm. is really fucking my brain up. Why do we keep doing this? We'll get back to the wrestling, but fuck it, just vote him out. Also, he's five eight. We can't have a prime minister that's five eight. <laughs> he's gonna stand next to everybody and just be like, ooh, <laughs> fucking yeah. He might be six five if he stands on his money, but it's all fluid and offshore, isn't it? He'll just have to away. boat it in. <laughs> but then he might have to pay import duty. I'm sure he's got mates that'll sort it out there. Oh. Are you suggesting that there's there's, there's, shen- there's shenanigans? Although, how can he import his money if there's still blockages of the the channel? And mate, what are you talking about? Brexit's working. 
Oh, yeah, Jacob Rees-Mogg said so. Yeah, Jacob Rees-Mogg. He says Brexit's doing He wouldn't just have fine. you and your family back down a fucking pit or in a mill getting chewed up by a thresher at all, would he? <laughs> Him and his fucking nanny. He's like I... 60, 70, <laughs> how fucking old he is, and he's got a nanny. He needs a fucking slap. What's that? <laughs> I'm telling you. you. Would you not just like to walk up to him and just wha cross his fucking face, knock his little hat off? He, I honestly, it, it, it sickens me. Like any other country would have probably just gone, you know what, fuck this, and just rioted. <laughs> We're just like, it'll get better. Rishi's in charge now. Rishi's done it. Remember, lockdown, we all got cheap weather spoons, remember? And COVID. We it all says, got fucking COVID. It says something about how appalling Sam Driver thinks the government is when we're doing a podcast which is set in the years where Maggie Thatcher was Prime Minister and that hasn't even come up in conversation. Was she still Prime Minister? I'm pretty sure she it was. It was John Major by this point. And oh, then was it was Tony it Blair. Yeah, because it went oh, Major then Blair. Oh, I thought Thatcher was in I think she year. left like 91. Ah, fuck And then when she died, we had a massive fucking party. So In the UK, I, I was working for a radio station at the time in the UK when she died and Ding Dong the Witch is Dead We busted one. out the fucking bubbly. Honestly, yeah. the entire street came alive. And that was a street full of people that hated each other, let me tell you that. <laughs> if anything the Tories can do, it's unite every single person against the fuckers. I mean, there is that. They did bring people together. Uh, the number one US movie is Twister. <laughs> Starring Helen Hunt. Which, again, you know, I'm not mad at. Twister's Good a banging film. movie. Did we talk about the Twister ride just the other day? Yeah. We did, didn't yeah, we? In the yeah. last podcast, we talked about the Twister ride. Where you just watch a house get demolished and mm. a cow goes flying past... It's awesome. Great days. Uh, got a few notes in the wrestling world from the Peace Festival, the Wrestling Peace Festival. Where everybody took part in. Don't ask questions. Yeah. WCW officially, <laughs> definitely everybody was there, Your Honor. Uh, WCW officially sent New Japan a letter saying they yeah. wanted signed papers to, to reassure them that none of their wrestlers will appear on any television shoot or video shoots from the show, or they'll pull out the Peace Festival altogether. You, don't you... Don't you put us on the Peace Festival or we'll fucking have you. It's, which it's, I think is a wonderful I think, bit of serendipity. Which, looking at it, if you missed last week, looking at that from the, the outside kind of looks a bit like, what the fuck? But at the same time, this Peace Festival might not be kind of just strictly for peace. Uh, New <laughs> Japan are trying to leverage some form of TV deal out of it. And then WCW kind of got scared. And then it was like, well, we're all just going to kind of face our own promotional stars now. And also, you're not using the likeness of any of our fucking stars on a TV product anywhere. Because we own that. And it's like, no, nah, I think we're going to do what we want. <laughs> um, on the plus side, the AWA is apparently mounting a comeback in 1996. This week it's, re it's reported in The Observer that the AWA, the American Wrestling Association, with its old insignia, and Vern Garnier as president, is reforming with its first show on the 13th of July in Rochester. The only photos on the poster for that show are Tom Zenk and Baron Von Raschke, who will be 55 years old now. Now, besides Garnier, the official crew, the office crew, sorry, will be Vice President Dale Garnier. Nepotism. <laughs> Road agent Eddie Sharkey, uh, CFO Robert Boudreau, and promoter Tom Showalter. Amazing to see Garnier and Sharkey on the same team, but this is pro wrestling, says Dave Meltzer, whilst going, probably. Uh, AWA coming back. I have a special place in my heart for the AWA. It's, it's a romantic idea. It's a and very I, romantic I idea. I love the idea of old promotions kind of coming back and, and returning to their old former strongholds no matter sort of how different times are now i like that but i feel that if smoky mountain which i think folded in 95 mm -hmm. uh if smoky mountain couldn't do it 
uh, then I think that was like that was just sort of the 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 kind the end of the dream I think for me of like that that classic NWA style still having a, a kind of a, a foothold rather than just being around a scene because it, it's not like it's going to go away it's just going to kind of become a part of or the lineage of belts are going to become a part of other companies or the shows are going to be much smaller and more infrequent and it's all sort of like the nwa's lost its luster completely by this mm. point so i think having things like the awa come back it's great I, I love it but at the same time it's like god damn i just wish there was like a bit more room that we could maybe have still had these these more traditional wrestling outfits around i'm intrigued actually who was the nwa champion get that lineage yeah let's get see that lineage up because it goes through some really really dark times <laughs> some would say they're still there but they go through some dark times i i kind of i i would loved when the national wrestling alliance came back and i really fell off the wagon with it about six I, months ago i um I, I kind of I only have time to watch X amount of things per week, so I've I've got to kind of condense all my watching. So I tend to save things like NWA until there's a block of a few hours, and there's yeah. like boom, right, get through it in a wanna. But even then, it's just sort of I don't know what it is with it. I I I still love the idea that it's there. I love the presentation style. I love the sort of the the depth of talent that they have been uh, having on display. Mm. But it just feels like there, there's some form of of disconnect at the moment. The, you know, hopefully they'll find their way because, as I you said, so. you know, when power arrived, it the, the hype, everything just felt great about it. And it felt like sort of a, a new dawn for the NWA as a brand, I think. Uh, the weird thing is Billy Corgan. I still can't, like, it, it's the guy wrote fucking Quiet. He wrote Siamese Dream. He wrote Jish or Gish, like uh, just Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. But now he runs the NWA. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it's an odd juxtaposition, isn't it? NWA's touring with Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction. Oh yeah, like, I, I saw it's, this. I, I, it's amazing, but it's just like I, it's still for whatever reason I can't separate just Billy Corgan, the the weird kind of very tall, very like frail goth, with just you know the loud bombastic <laughs> over the top pro wrestling like. And then Jane's Addiction are there as well. Yeah. Strange. Having a whale of a time. That'd be a lovely tour. <laughs> uh, Dan Severin has held the NWA title since February of the previous oh, year. yes, because Severin will bring it to WWE TV, won't he? Yes. With Cornette managing him? Or is it JR managing I him? have a feeling it's... I don't think it's JR. I think it must if it's any if it's anyone, it's Cornet. Because there's the, there was the, there was the Smoky Mountain talent exchange. It might happen by this point, but there was the Smoky Mountain talent exchange where you'd see certain Smoky Mountain stars turn up. That's been happening. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it's in or around the time that starts to kind of fold off. Severin comes in, um, and it's sort of like he's NWA champion. I think I'm sure mm. he's got like a belt and it, it like it's addressed and it's like ooh. Well, Dan Severin, like I'm sure he held like the NWA title and he's brought the UFC Superfight title yeah. onto WWF television. And he can legitimately stand there and say, "Try and take him off me." Yeah. I know you can't. <laughs> Severin's such such a a curiosity. He's so underrated. I feel yeah. like he yeah sure he might not have the charisma you know you'd expect of of a pro fighter these mm. days. You know it's sort of everybody's expected to be able to talk some shit and, and be able to kind of back it up and be the entertainer mm. on top of being, you know, the physical sports star. But he's he's just like, I can wrestle like fuck, 
Uh, I don't need anything to prove it. Look at all of my accolades. I'm Dan Severin. Look at me in the ring. Mm. And it, it's, it sort of works, but I don't know if it was just a bit too soon for like the quiet, silent assassin type, because that would become, especially like fairly recent indie wrestling history, like the quiet kind of, I'm just a very good wrestler. Like, let me do what I do. It, it, it sort of went through a revolution, that mm-hmm. whole gimmick. Someone like that coming along now, hitting the yeah. indie scene. And like, just if Dan going Seven turned wrestling. up today, like, it'd just be like, yeah, I think, you know, you'd fit in with a mouthpiece, do whatever you want, but like, once mm-hmm. you get him in that ring, like, and he was fully physically, like, back to being, what, like, 30 or whatever, you're laughing. I, I, it might be me and you having the conversation. I'm sure it was me and you had the conversation where we talked about Dan Severin in the 1998 Royal Rumble. Yes. And he went, if I wanted to, I could just shoot him in this thing. <laughs> it was going to stop me. stop me just grabbing these guys by the legs and just, whoop. It's like, you probably could. <laughs> and turn wrestling's history on its head. It's the sort of thing with Brock, though, right? Like, what if yeah. Brock ever just decided, I can just do what I want? I <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Paul Heyman when he did that uh, show with Kenny McIntyre. Yeah. What if Brock Lesnar decided he was going to beat The Undertaker? I don't day? think he Who's did. Who's going to stop him? I think it, I, I got caught up in that, and it was fantastic. Yeah. But it, it's, it's like, it's a very romantic idea. It is. But I, I'm idea. sure it would be one that was met with kind of a, a lot of immediate what the fuck. <laughs> I'll tell you what else was met with immediate what the fuck. The debut of Renegade in WCW. What you want about? <laughs> He's great. Who the fuck is that? He's great. Um, he has been dispatched from the company, according to the Wrestling Observer. God, he is done. My yeah. notification. You do you, hun. Uh, so Renegade, who played the, uh, the We've Got Ultimate Warrior at Home version of the Ultimate Warrior in WCW, uh, has been let go from his contract. He is done. Uh, yeah. I have a feeling in my waters he will pop up again. I feel like Renegade does pop up again, but it, it's... Um... I even think he comes back as a as a copy of the Ultimate Warrior. Legitimately, like a stunt Ultimate well, Warrior. Well, we've got to get to One Warrior Nation and all of that mm. fun yet, so... <laughs> but it was a fun little put point to mention that he was... Uh, he's gone this week, which mm. is... Uh, leave the memories alone. Uh, however, we go to the May 9th, the May the 12th episode of... May 13th, sorry. May 13th episode of Nitro. I forgot what day. 13th. Time yeah. is a construct. Uh, part, uh, so Dave Meltzer says that signs were violently confiscated from this show. A combination of pro WWF signs uh, and Hogan sucks signs. Like, and even though Hogan's not on the show. Why, like, why <clears> wouldn't <throat> you just use those to leverage toward Hogan turning heel? Why don't you just let him in? Because Hogan didn't want to turn heel still at this point. I do. He still didn't want to turn heel. He's, 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 but he will come around to that idea. But like Pasta Mania didn't work. <laughs> Three Ninjas is going to be fun, but it's not going to work. <laughs> He'll turn and do it. Like, Would you, you imagine Pasta Mania you imagine, if he was a baddie? Like, I, I imagine like trying to be a wrestler breaking into, um, breaking into Hollywood has got to be hard, right? You've got to take any role you can initially. And then, you know, you, not everybody's going to have the trajectory of Dwayne Johnson, where it's like bit part, full version of that bit part in a film and then sort of slowly move up. Often you've got to kind of take films like um, the the Triple H one where he's got to look after the kids, oh the, chaperone. God, the chaperone. Um, and, you know, it, they're going to be kind of hokey kids slanted films and, and you've got to kind of like feel for talent, but in the same way it kind of feels like Hulk Hogan started with Rocky Three, and then it was like rubbing shoulders with Mr. T and it's like, okay, biggest, well, one of the biggest sporting stars in the country, okay. And then sort of steroid trial. and it, But in between that, you had things like No Holds Barred, which just, you know, it's fun, but it doesn't exactly sell mm. to like a wide audience. But then again, he's hardly going to be there in like a really serious drama, is he? With the fucking mustache and the bowl cut. And like, 
it's I don't know. I think like he's he's a very good wrestler, but I, he's just not somebody I can ever. When I see him in a film, it's always like it's Hulk Hogan. Mm. It's never like oh Hulk Hogan's performance here is like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's never mind blowing. Yeah, is it? but then again, it was again like you know the mid nineties. It, it's hardly like it was the primo period for for you know every film being amazing. There's a lot of banging films from the nineties, mm. but there's also a lot of shite as we see in every era. You know, there's there's got to be films on every end of the spectrum. Yeah, so there's no way everyone's gonna have that. Yeah, but it felt like in the nineties there was a lot more just random bollocks that would just <laughs> yeah. come out, and so it was just like okay, somebody's funded this. Let's Which go. is weird because you think now you'd see that more because the sheer amount of streaming platforms. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I made Barry the Shark the movie, yeah. somebody fund me, you cowards. Um, I, but then I went, Netflix, do you want it? They'll go, no. I'll go, Amazon? No. Hulu? No. Disney? No. Uh, MGM streaming? No. Paramount Plus? No. I saw another one the other day. Uh, like, there's another, there's another movie house that's got their own... There's too many now. Publishing Fuck them. Are they, honestly, streaming platform. Like, why have you it, got it's one? Because if they can bleed any charge out of you, they're going to do it. Tom. <laughs> yes. So, right. hey, do you want to watch this this really weird film you can only find here? Yeah, it's twelve quid. <laughs> and it's it's like, you know, it's just it's all about just fleecing you monthly now rather than fleecing you up front. Because mm. when you think about it as a monthly cost, you forget about the fact you've got nine other streaming services, and it's like, oh, if I cancel it in time, you never cancel it in time. No. Um, and and I think that you know this is literally just setting the stage for the docks to reopen and all the ships to set sail again because oh. it's it's fucking it, it's gonna get to a point now where if you want all the streaming services it, it's gonna probably completely dick on the cost of sky for a month mm. like and i think that's <laughs> just a wild and i get you know you can pick and choose it, it's all in the person but i think that the way that the, the businesses work and rights and all that stuff works i think it's it's predatory now it's yeah i yeah, yeah i think because everyone's just trying to make money yeah. where they can from and the thing is uh the money is like the central issue and that's why we don't see so many um risks these days and it's it's why we don't see because like it's why we see so many shows get cancelled and and stuff because it's just like well what's the hard facts on it well it's got a huge fan base but it didn't make any money well fuck it mm. and it's like do you want to sell it to anybody else or does anybody want it yeah how much you want for it no we're not selling it that low fuck it and it, it's it just sort of things just come and go like ships in the night um and i think that ultimately you end up with just a load of meh content yeah because it everybody's just trying to make things that appeal to the widest audience uh, make as much money as possible as a series uh, is merchandisable to fuck because additional revenue uh, and you know because streaming is eventually going to replace you know physical media if things keep going the way it goes then it's the only way you can watch it and so you have to pay those fees mm. and so it, it's just it's it's fuck buy blu-rays everybody support blu-ray <laughs> but for now <laughs> buy vhs for now miss beat <laughs> Laser disc. I miss being, I miss, like, I miss laser disc. <laughs> I was telling Alex about laser disc a couple of weeks ago. Really? She didn't know what they were, and it's I was a, like, "Oh, it's a DVD bigger than a vinyl." Yeah, <laughs> basically, imagine putting a vinyl in a tape deck. If you like, ever need why? a spare, if you ever need a spare seat for a guest, and you have a, a laser disc player, and you don't have a spare chair, you can just pop it open, and they could sit in the fucking tray because <laughs> it's that big. It's like a human cup holder. <laughs> They're ridiculous. They are just wonderful. I nearly bought her for one birthday the birdcage on laser disc. Just because it's her favorite film, and she'd never seen a laser disc. I want, I want all of the the early um, Coliseum video releases because they they oh, released I think the first yeah. five or six, including WrestleMania one, bloopers, beeps, and body uh, bleeps and bo the body slams. 
Uh, I think Best of Hulkamania Volume 1 as well, but there's a few more. Uh, but I just want to see what the quality's like. Like, direct-to-tape from, like, direct-to-laserdisc from tape rather than, like, Do you VHS. think they might be, like, like a, like a sort of subpar high-def? Well, well, Laserdisc was better than DVD, mm. but, the, the like, it, or at least it had the capacity to, to have a, a better resolution and quality than DVD, but... Um, it just costs so much. A DVD was so much smaller. And, you know, you could probably, for the size of one laser disc, get however many more discs out of it. Um. It's a smaller machine as well. When you open it, it doesn't go... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I like my PlayStation 4 when it sounds like it's taking off. Yeah, I need to really open mine up and get rid of all the dust because it's it's like a lawnmower now. Yeah, you get, you, I got one of those um, cans of compressed air. Yeah, blasted it in there. It was lovely. It made it, it was lovely. Actually, I might do that tonight. What a treat for myself at thirty nine. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna air I'm gonna air compressed air spray my <laughs> PlayStation Four. Uh, we are into Monday Nitro. Uh, before the show started, Jushin Liger had a dark match against Billy Kidman. Nice. Uh, the very impressive match. Crowd weren't into it. So, fuck you, crowd. Uh, Was it Hulk Hogan? No. Then that explains why. Where's Hulk yeah. Hogan? Where's the pain? Where's the lie? Uh, Lex Luger is here tonight to finally face the Giant for the WCW title. Because he's wimped out on the last two attempts he's had. Now, is it that he wimped out? Because the, certainly the, the story that they tell is... He just keeps missing. Oh, my car broke down. Oh, I got stuck in traffic, which is obvious bullshit of like, oh, I'm ducking it. That's the obvious story they're telling. But we cut to the arena where (laughs) outside the arena where Lex Luger has camped for the night. Which is going to be great for his joints ahead of a world title (laughs) match. (laughs) Exactly. I thought this can't no, be I know America's you. warmer in general than it is here, but <laughs> fucking hell, it's still going to suck on the street. He's in a deck chair. He's got a blankie tucked up to his to his pecs. He's got a bug whacker. He's got a little torch. He's got a picnic box with an apple and a banana on the top. He's all set. Honestly, I, I, the first thing I thought was Camp Out Luger should have been a thing, but they should have made it like Scoutmaster Luger as a gimmick. Uh, because like if he was just bestowing shit advice to Boy Scouts, <laughs> I would really like it. So like uh, Scoutmaster Lex says, uh, that's why you always rub yourself down with a snake and stuff like, remember, Scoutmaster Lex says, there's no such thing as dirty water or kill and eat the weakest when you find yourself stranded or bears are weak, you are strong. <laughs> I, I can see Lex Luger kind of giving it that, you know? <laughs> Dressed up in his little scout uniform, impossible amount of badges. Little sticker that yeah. says Scoutmaster Lex approves. Yeah, his of little, he's got his little scarf or whatever. When he award badges to kids, like you're crossing the well, road. Well, I mean, back. he would you're, if they ever did good enough, but instead he gives them to himself. <laughs> and there's no, there's your heel that. slant on the gimmick. There's always some kid who's just like, but Mr. Lex, I sold 15 boxes of muffins. And he's just like, oh, well, you didn't sell 16, did you, Timmy? And he sticks it on his chest in front of the kid, and the kid just looks sad and walks off. <laughs> Now, Billy, you're here for your your shirt sizing badge. Let me take that T-shirt from you. It's too tight, Billy! (laughs) But it was intended for me, Mr. Luger. (laughs) I don't know! Do you think he's really gutted that he took the piss with the Lex Express in 94? Because he could have camped in that and it would have been much comfier. I think, like, you move through waves in life, though, don't you? I I think that, uh, like... 
it, it's an odd one because if if say Lex, you know, Lex is being told and he's being groomed for that position, it's like you're going to be the next Hulk Hogan. If Lex doesn't really believe that fully in himself, or if Lex doesn't really buy into the full industry experience that he's going to have to do all of these things to be the next Hulk Hogan, um, that they haven't really sort of told him about. It's just going to kind of be just, oh, you're going to get in the bus and you're going to do this. And I imagine, you know, there will have been contractual talks about this, 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 and this. But a lot of that will have just been, yeah, yeah, yeah. But how much are we going to, like, settle for here? Mm. Um, but, you know, it's different phases in life. Maybe he just wasn't, like, in the right mindset. Because it's weird. Because, like, it's like you've got the whole world at your feet. I've always thought about Luger mm. at this time. And it, it's sort of like, I, I just, I never really... Uh, I, I never really think about it much beyond like, oh, he fucked that up. But it, it's sort of like, I don't know, like maybe he just wasn't ready for it. He wasn't the more feeling I think. it. Because he's not exactly burned the house down here, but he's got a fairly decent history in mm. like in the late 80s. And he will go on to have some featured roles in WCW. And, you know, while they'll largely be a bit crap, they, they sort of put him into that main event position again. Um, he will sort of, you know, lead the company, I guess, in that sense. But... Vince's issue, somebody who, as, as you know, I've watched Raw for about four years now. Yeah. And Vince's issue is that he has an archetype in his head, and it is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. As to what the top babyface is. And you're basically playing Bring on the Wall with every wrestler yeah. that you want to be the and guy. And they'll either fit through or they won't. Yeah. And if they fit it. through, whether they want it or not, they're the next big guy. And no one's fitting through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if you just cut, and, and the great thing coming up is, uh, in our timeline, uh, we've got King of the Ring 96 coming up. Yeah. And you're going to get a guy who is the binary opposite of what that Hulk Hogan yep. ring on the wall shape is. But there's but there's your guy. There's your guy. And it's like you have to def you have to go against every every belief in your body to, yeah. to, to, to run with it. But boy, howdy, do you run with it. So this is why we need to get rid of all muscular wrestlers now, get all the scrawny guys in. Scrawny right? guys. Ten years of that, let that run into the ground. Oh, wow, another 1080 flip wonders and then out comes some beefy bloke absolutely dripping uh and he's like six feet wide and he just cleans house knocks out like 48 people and then boom 90s is back baby you've just described mr blobby from that <laughs> cabaret rumble that was at that what of it night. what of it <laughs> i've seen that so many times on my timeline <laughs> mr blobby entering the cabaret riot rumble it's like a cultaholic video it's like a cultaholic video it's like that sort of bollocks that we put out but then i'm seeing like america i saw like alley cat saying i keep seeing this uk video of this man called mr blobby wrestling help me what's going on <laughs> so americans <laughs> are learning about mr blobby good good they deserve you took to fucking know. corbin you can take blobby as well <laughs> he's dead. he is more coherent and he would be a better late night host i'll tell you that much he's got tv experience and he's down to fuck. Yeah, and his suit's online right now. It's only like 40 grand. Oh, did you see that the guy, I think they went up to 60. And they didn't pay it. Yeah, he pulled, yeah. pulled out of it. Wow, that's surprising. It's yeah. not like it's not happened to, to any... Oh, my... It, it annoys me whenever I see that stuff because it's like there was probably 100% somebody like, oh, the Mr. Blobby suit. I can get the Mr. Blobby suit. Oh, my fucking God. And then you see it just get, once it hit the point where it was like 11 grand, I was like, they're not paying this. Yeah. And then it gets drawn out to the point where, you know, it's like, oh, it's sold for this much money. And that'll be the headline. 
The guy is then still stuck with the fucking suit and is, <laughs> is, is you know, partner going, are you going to get rid of that fucking thing? Like, we, we need to turn this into a home office or whatever. <laughs> um, and and it, it's now going to be like, right, I'm going to relist it. And then the worry is that it's going to happen again. Yeah. Uh, and so it becomes impossible to sell certain things if, if it becomes like a meme because it, it, it's, I don't know. I feel for the guy, but it's fucking hilarious. It is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, up, so up to start the show, we've got tag team action. It's the public enemy already in the ring facing the Steiner brothers. That's right. Public enemy don't deserve an entrance. No, they're already in the ring. Here's uh, the story of two brothers, Rick and Scott. Oh, you wrote the lyrics down. They don't use drugs and they're always on top, but high on the time of their ability. So bow to your knees. They take on all comers, no matter what size. They won't be any question when you get Steinerized. Steinerized. Steinerized times four. I'd argue that Scott and Top don't rhyme. Yeah, I, I don't think these are the actual lyrics because every single site I went to, they seem to be different. Oh, really? <laughs> and there's just like ellipses where it's like, can't make out what's being said there. <laughs> I always thought the lyric was Steiner line. Yeah, I thought it was Steiner, Steiner line. line. No. They always did the Steiner line, didn't they? No, it's they like Scott's it. going to pick you up, obliterate you with some mega power bomb, followed by a snap suplex. I'm sorry you have been Steinerized. I prefer Steinerized. You now. need to be helped to the back, mm. sat down in a corner. The doctor comes over and he's like, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I'm afraid it's Steinerization. <laughs> he just turns around. just starts like spitting some proper big proper punk <laughs> shit at him. It's just like, what? He, <laughs> Looking for his freaks and he's like, oh my God, it's taking hold already. He's like, going, my freaks and my freaks and my... <laughs> and you look at his wife. His wife, to tear her eye, just goes... And the doctor just goes... <laughs> my freaks he'll, and my freaks. <laughs> he'll never be the same, you know? <laughs> Another healthy man steinerized and put down today. <laughs> there's just there's just some form of like a facility. <laughs> you just see him being wheeled in in the Hannibal Lecter mask now, just impossibly large, just like this, <laughs> arms in a straight jacket and everything. And he's just going down this corridor and window by window, you just see more Scott Steiners. <laughs> <laughs> Every single opponent he beats turns into him. One flew over the he's cuckoo's like the fast. Fast. He's like the wear wrestler. <laughs> See, you know, I was thinking. I was originally thinking like <laughs> dignitas style place in Holland, where like he's been stylized, no coming back. <laughs> let's let's make no, his, no let's facility. make him as comfortable no, as possible. It's gonna be a facility because you know at some point one of them's gonna break free of his chains. One of them's going to kick open all those other doors and it's going to be fucking Frankensteiner party for all those doctors. I think it's going to be the big red That's Indian Scott Steiner who rips the sink off the wall and throws it through the window. <laughs> so the Jack Nicholson Steiner can get out before he gets his brain It's been a long again. time since I've seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> Such a horrible film. It is an awful film. Yeah. It's dark. Don't watch it if you're having a nice day. Watch it, though, at some point. <laughs> at some point, it, It's yeah. an important film to watch. But not when you're having a nice day. Yeah. Uh, as we're getting the match started, Eric Bischoff reveals that the Macho Man is barred from the arena. So he fucking should week. be. You know what? Yeah, after last week, so he should be. Beating up a referee? Mm. He's been fined worse than Dennis Condry. <laughs> Absolutely wild accusations from Bischoff there. Dennis, what did Dennis Condry ever do? I don't know. I googled, and it, I think it was way back in the day. He just kept refusing to defend a title, so fines piled up to like a, a ridiculous amount. Right. So I think it's like he's been fined even more than this huge ridiculous situation for 
anybody who's been watching for 12 years. <laughs> you just go, there's no point. Uh, the Observer says that he's still booked for house shows. He's such a draw on the road. He and, he and Flair, uh, their house show loop is very good. So yeah. They're kind of keen to, they don't want him on the pay, on the TV to sell the pay views, but in terms of like going to live shows, you'll still see Savage versus Flair. It's such a fucking perfect house show feud as well, oh, isn't, it is, it? isn't it? Like with all of the additional kind of, you know, having Woman and Liz and Flair, and if you had the table set up, you could do so fucking much with you it. You can have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, a beefy battle between these four that breaks out into a ringside brawl earlier on. Scott's just fucking using public enemy as weights. Just, he's, he's like, look, military press, one. Fucking Military press around. again. They just hoy him around. They really dominate early Do on. not doubt the Scotty Steiner. <laughs> Rocker Rock eventually wearing down Rick. Uh, and uh, he starts celebrating, but he gets his balls hung up on the top rope and yeah. suplexed to the ground by Steiner, just for good measure. Hot tag to Scott. Back in control for the Steiners until Grunge makes an illegal save to put them back in for a bit. Bischoff then starts asking Mongo about having a run-in with Ric Flair backstage. And Mongo's just like, I can't bear to talk about Ric Flair trying to fuck my wife. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's not going to do anything, but he's just annoyed about it still. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, there is a plan, though. Combo splash, double elbows, turn it round, but Rocco Rock misses a senton. Rick gets the hot tag. Bischoff, in amongst all this chaos, Bischoff says something that makes my teeth rattle and my face go pale. Next week, Monday Nitro goes two hours long, baby. We've made it. Fucking look how far we've come, baby. We get a teaser of it during this match as well, don't we? Because when it comes back from the break, we're at the WCW logo and a little tiny bit of firework. And it's like, oh, that's what's coming for you soon with two hours. It'll Just be... you wait till there's a match going on and we still have to set the fireworks off. Oh, I can't wait. 8pm <laughs> Eastern will be when Nitro starts next week. So they're basically having an hour lead-in. Yeah. Tonight, which I think that's the right way around to do it. Yeah. You have an hour to build up some matches to stop people putting Raw on. It's, I just feel like two hours is the perfect amount of time for a wrestling show. I'm quite enjoying an hour. <laughs> I, I think an hour is good, but you, you sort of, when it's a hot week, you just sort of get, you hit the ground running. Yeah. Because like, unless every match is going to be amazing off the bat you you kind of you've still got that little bit of warm-up to get toward the main mm. and maybe the semi-main and the main are like hot and it's like oh yeah i'm excited like let's 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 and the episode just sort of ends so i think that having just that little bit more breathing room having the ability to do a lot more vignettes and stuff and and just sort of tell stories in a more traditional manner without having to have people there and uh, there's like a lot of freedom i think that comes with it and exposure for other talents, so it is very much Goldilocks's third bowl of porridge of the rest. It will world. eventually just become an hour of fifty-eight blokes in black and white t-shirts standing around mm. uh, at the end of the show, the whap, whap. and then one of them, one of them, like gets in the ring and big boots somebody, and then sprays some shit on his back. But you know, that's 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 ninety-eight through two thousand stories. We're fine, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yay! Look, we we've done it with the Dungeon of Doom. We have. We'll we be have. able to survive NWO. We will do it At least again. half of it's fun. <laughs> like, actually, true. fun. <laughs> uh, Rick Steiner avoids a double team tope. So we've got uh, Grunge holding him, yeah. with arms behind his back, as Rocco launches towards him. But then Rick moves out of the way, and and Rocco splats into Grunge. Yeah. Uh, this leads to a Frankensteiner onto Rock for the three. And the Steiners win the match. Yeah. match. Fun, beefy boy battle. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what you'd sort of expect of it, to yeah. be honest. Like, you know what you're going to get when did, you put those two teams together? I did exactly what it says on the tin, mate. Fucking Ron Seal. 
This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Back from the break and Squire Dave Taylor is in action. He's facing Chris Benoit. And fuck it, Dave Taylor's on his bovril today. He hasn't, he? He just, he just, Benoit can't get fucking, just a word in. <laughs> it's it's like, like he's just, uh, it's like, because you know how Benoit works. It's very quick. It's very aggressive. It's quite close quarters at times, but Taylor's just smothering him to like the point where Benoit can't really get anything off the ground. It, it was like a bit surreal because so far we've just sort of seen Benoit as this demolisher. And now here, he's being the demolished. Yeah. <laughs> he's being the Steinerized. Um, commentators talk about Diamond Dallas Page a lot during this match. So to fill you in on the blanks here, DDP lost all his money, lost his woman, lost his job. Yes. However, he now has a new mysterious financial backer who has given him a bit of money to float him and has, and has looked at his contract and got him back in the company. Right. Uh, also, hard work Bobby Walker. I'm so sorry to report this. Got hurt over the weekend. He really? is out of the slambery lethal lorry. Who's we, replacing him? Diamond Dallas Page. DDP. It it's me. Okay. It's me. It's duh, duh, puh. Uh, uh, Diamond Dallas Page replacing him. I'm gutted that we're not going to get to see hard work Bobby Walker doing He's, his thing. He is a talent who I feel is, is sort of, uh, you know, he never really got any featured. He's in a tag team, I think, eventually in like 97, I think. I, I don't think he's with the company I past. I don't, is he one of those that's just got, he's sort of perennially with the company? I can't remember, but I, I, I always feel like he's sort of thrown out there, sometimes has good showings, and then just nothing comes of it. Yeah, and it's just a bit a like, bit, and then does it's not just a bit a like, well, he's, he's quite a dynamic performer, guys. Like, it's just surely there's some way you can, ah, forget yeah. about him. Yeah. He is old Gogan. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Thanks, lads. It's like, just he, what we he wanted. could surely be, be mixing it up a lot more with the, the, uh, the cruiserweights. There's a lot of guys on this roster who just kind yeah. of sit in the middle and sit on the periphery. Yeah. Like, we've just got rid of the Renegades. Uh, which I thought was a surprise because yeah. I thought like he's somebody that you could easily just rework and there's something in that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, literally, if you take the face paint off him and, and make his hair less curly or give him a fresh haircut, like he's somebody entirely new now. Yeah, Just put exactly. him in different gear. Boom, there you go. Let's try this. That didn't fucking work. But instead it's like, here's $5 million. Sit at home. <laughs> <laughs> Bye now. Why did it go out of business? <laughs> 
I just think, yeah, it's that <laughs> meme in it of the guy with the gun shooting him. We don't know how he went out of business. <laughs> So Dave Taylor, Chris Benoit, very world of sport. And like you say, Dave Taylor certainly has had his bovril here. Yeah. He keeps Benoit on the back foot for a lot of this. Uh, Bischoff wants to say hello to Hulk Hogan. He's watching, definitely, everybody. Just like you, Hulk Hogan can't get enough no, WCW. Here's the thing. Hogan isn't even watching WCW. No, he Hogan's will be. coming back after this to watch Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, but he's going to no, he's gonna have WCW because he cares about you and he loves you all. And he just really wants to see this Dave Taylor match. Right? All this slander about Big Terry. Big big hello to Big Terry on the bus. <laughs> I've not heard this. What the fuck is this? It's just What the fuck is it? I, I've like seen allusions to it in all of the work chat. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Because like when I'm off, obviously I don't have the, the interoffice conversation. I just see like the shared links. And I'm like, what the what? A few like wrestling meme Facebook pages. Yeah. I just started this stupid rumor that Hulk Hogan got caught having a wank on a bus. All right. There's a video. There's a video on YouTube of Hulk Hogan jacking it on the bus, and it's just like, (laughs) so therefore, all these news articles have been fake saying Hulk Hogan caught jerking off on a bus, and it's just stupid. It 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 folds on from that story about him being on the loo asking for toilet paper, which again I don't understand. We we think it was a we think it was a deer. This is the the Hogan story's been weird this week because. He, he put out some tweets saying, uh, help, brother, I've run out of toilet paper. And uh, we think they were meant to be like DM'd or sent, but he tweeted them instead and deleted them very quickly. And then it took a bit of a dark turn because Kurt Angle on his podcast said, Hulk Hogan's had surgery and he can't feel anything from the waist down. Like, oh, shit, that's terrible. But then Hulk Hogan's representative went to Entertainment Tonight and went, he's fine. He was doing karaoke on Monday. <laughs> Wanking off, off on the bus on Tuesday. <laughs> I presume he was on the way to karaoke when he had a tug. As he does, just gets out of the house, gets out, waits for the waits for the number six. Just fucking hops on. It's not the first time he's pays put, for his not, day saver. It's not the first time he's put over the tungsten. Fucking hell! I, I, I just I. He's about to start the NWO, and now all I'm going to be able to think about is him wanking off on a bus and 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 not being able to wipe his ass. Presumably at the same time now. But then, like, if you look shitty at... ass bus wank. <laughs> From now on, that should be the name of his leg drop. Bus wank. <laughs> the immortal shitty ass bus wank. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Mean G. When you get caught short. <laughs> What you gonna do? The one thing running. you don't want to do is accidentally publicly tweet it out <laughs> and then jerk off on a bus with a shitty ass. You think Take it, it from me. <laughs> say your prayers. I'm getting the chat say GPT your, up. Say your prayers. Take your toilet Keep paper. Going. I'm going to get a script written for it. P- please do. Get on it. I'll oh. go through this match. So, uh, yeah, Dave Dave Taylor having a, a stormer here. Near fall off a fall away slam, which looked lovely. Uh, as he and Benoit continue to fight, Mongo makes an exit from the commentation table. He just he, He's heard that Savage is trying to get into the building. So Mongo's gone, leave it with me, baby. And he's gone. He's out the door. 
End of the match comes with Chris Benoit finally picking up a bit of, bit of slack against Dave Taylor. Pins him with a dragon suplex. He then sticks his four fingers into the camera lens and goes, the symbol of excellence, suggesting that there's some four horsemen shenanigans to come from Chris Benoit, a faction that have gone a little bit quiet in the, in the weeks since uh, Ric Flair uh, became the, the womanizer we all know and love today. Yes. Um, outside of the building... Mean Gene Oakland uh, is trying to speak to Randy Savage. So we've got Randy, we've got Doug Dillinger, and we've got numerous members of WCW security personnel who are stopping him from entering the building. They catch this about 30 minutes into the show. So I can only assume that like, like a persistent cat, he's just been trying to get in for the last 30 minutes, despite constantly being stopped. Uh, Gene's trying to talk to him, and he's not having it. Mongo McMichael bursts through the door. And he points at Savage and says, I can sympathize with you more than you realize, you know, in regards to his frustrations with Ric Flair. He tells Savage to chill out because he's got a plan. And then Mongo just disappears back into the building. So we don't see Mongo again. He pokes his head around the door, tells Savage to calm down and then leaves again. Means he'd ask Savage, I'm sorry, tell Savage rather, he's lost his mind. Savage says, you ain't seen nothing. I'm going to talk to you in another lifetime. I'm going to turn WCW upside down. He says he doesn't care about the money. Gene tells him he's going to coexist with Ric Flair this weekend. But Savage says he doesn't mind dragging a dead carcass to the ring with him. And Gene is horrified at such a thing. My favorite thing about this entire back and forth here outside. It's, it's nicely done. I really like it. I think it's great. But my favorite thing is that just as they're about to start the take, a train goes by in the distance. Yes! He goes like, he goes like, oh, in the distance. And Gene, <clears throat> Randy's just being Randy, being mental uh, and proper like shaking and angry. Uh, and she's like, the the train's in town, Randy. <laughs> and then goes into it. And he's just like, what? What the fuck? As if it would distract him. <laughs> The train's in town, Randy. Hey, mean Gene, oh. it's your boy Hulk Hogan, here to tell you about a problem that I'm sure you can relate to. <laughs> Running out of toilet paper while you're on the bus. It's a real shitty-ass situation, and it's happened to me more times than I'd like to admit. But luckily, I found an easy solution. Carrying a small travel pack of toilet paper on me wherever I go. That way, I'm never caught short with a shitty ass, and I can keep jerking it on the bus in peace. So don't get caught short like I did, mean Gene. Carry a travel pack of toilet paper with you at all times, and you'll never have to worry about having a shitty ass on the bus again. <laughs> Perfect. Call now. <laughs> I can hear him saying that. I can hear him holding like a you know pack of Andrex. It'd have to be branded Clorox wipes. Mm. They're for your ass. What you gonna do when <laughs> Andrex double ply port? No, he'll be doing it, toilet paper. He'll be doing it for Charmin, dressed as a bear choking a Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do when the runs run wild on you? <laughs> oh God. Uh, we get the trail once again for Blood Runs Cold. Same as last week and the week before. We're just getting the same trail every week. Our world is about to change. It probably cost them like 200 grand. Just to make that, yeah. yeah. It, it looked like, it looked like <laughs> when you watch it, you go, that's probably very expensive CGI. That's PS2 graphics. This is 1996. Yeah. This is fucking, ooh. Yeah, someone's made that on a net, your rose. Yeah. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Uh, <laughs> that's a throwback. You're playing Net Your Rosie game. Of course I fucking have. I've got Just a full check. set of, of um, OPSM oh, demo discs. thought you nearly said you had a Net Your Rose PlayStation. No, my, my uncle used to have a Net Your Rose. I want one, though. Oh, yeah. 
I want one. So these are the PlayStation 2s. They were the black PlayStation. So PlayStation 1, yeah. weren't they? Which came with the developer's kit, so you could make your PlayStation yeah. 1 games. So you could buy one for like, well, like a grand yeah. back then, but it came with, yeah, everything you'd need, software and, and all these specs for the expensive PC you would already, already mm. also need. Uh, to get it all going, but all of the like coding and architecture and everything, and it was a fucking black PS One. It looked cool. Black. Yeah, I imagine it was minging like a, after about a day's worth of use, just covered in fingerprints. So <laughs> I had a matte black guitar, and you just can't keep those fucking things clean. Like it, it, they are just not worth got, I just keeping. Never touch them ever. But what? Well, and the thing is, like they just eventually if you don't get them to them quick enough like they can just have splotches on them permanently oh. that take forever to clean off and it's just like eh, eh, no dirty dirty boys dirty. <clears throat> uh made on net your rose bloody blood runs cold is coming soon Yes. VK Wall Street is in action. And he kicks the shit out of Flair. It's an interesting one. Now, we saw VK Wall Street at the beginning of our journey together, Sam, when he was Michael Wall Street. That's right. The name change to the shock of nobody has been inspired by VK Energy Soft Drink. Alka Pops. That's the one. Yes. He is, of course. Nothing else. He is, of course, Vincent Kennedy Wall Street. Uh, a little dig on Vince McMahon. I'm, I'm, I kind of I'm, initially I thought, oh, he could have doubled down and kind of done the power strut and all that. And I thought, oh no, because that Vince hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, the Vince. That's not the Vince McMahon. We They're know doing yet. the real Vince that they yeah. know. <laughs> the quiet, brooding Vince that takes you down with a lovely drop toe hold and <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> this is exactly what happens. And he also, does. isn't his surname one word? Or is it two words? Wall Street, one word. Wall Street, one word. Then why is his gear got it as two words? Conspiracy. Oh. Wheels within wheels. I found a proper mental conspiracy magazine the other day. Where? Like a harmful one that should not be sold. Oh, shit. Uh, but the the back of it, um, there, there's like a, um, like a classifieds where you can get like all these small like British UFO groups have their own like magazines and stuff that you have to like, write to a PO box and send a check. Um, and it's, oh man, there's just some gold. There's some fucking gold. <laughs> can you buy it? Yeah, well, that's that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. we got to watch along next week. We there? do. Yeah, I'll just sit and talk about I don't know um, reptilians. Oh, later like, reticuli. Oh, you got to come in and just talk about conspiracy theories. You know. <laughs> oh, like we don't normally. No, we just touch <laughs> like on a them. brand new. We just touch on them normally. We're gonna dig. You know, them. I've never I've never fully got there about my theory about Hovis bread being you know made from people. We got three hours next week. Exactly. <laughs> I can tell you all about it, or at least most of it in that time. I'm I'm ready for it. <laughs> Homo sapien, Hobis. I mean, exactly. The, 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 the parallels are, are already there. Yeah. Hobis Bread's advertisements feature people. Ooh, what are they? Are they the people enjoying the product, or are they the product? Poor Yorkshire. They'll do anything for money. Does Yorkshire exist? Does Yorkshire... Oh. Have you ever met anybody from Yorkshire? Have you ever been to Yorkshire? Well, Alex claims to be from Yorkshire. Yes, they all claim to be from Yorkshire. But is there actually a Yorkshire? Ooh. Every time you've been to Yorkshire, how do you know that it's not just a simulation on the outside of the train? I normally fall asleep on That's the train. That's an actual thing, you know. Like, people think that um, the Earth's flat and that when you go in a plane, they make it look gently curved once you're high enough so that basically... Um, not that you can really even see curvature of the Earth... <laughs> a conventional fucking plane uh, but that the the windows of um the plane are actually very high resolution screens to hide the fact that the earth's flat i mean <laughs> part of my ignorance on this 
if it turns out the Earth is flat, yeah, what's the end game in pretending it's not? Well, Am I missing something? The, I don't know. It, it's it's all. It's, it's the, the very vague. It's up? the very vague they. So, like, the one thing you'll find a lot in conspiracy is is the very vague they. Mm. We should just do a conspiracy cast, but like, <laughs> but like, it's the very vague they. And there's always like different people have different thoughts about the different motivations of this they and what they really want. But it's it's I don't know. There's there's just a lot of really kind of. I I I'm just kind of like a magnet to just looking into it. Like it's like I'm fascinated by you believe the Earth's hollow. Okay, I don't, but I want to know why you believe the Earth's yeah, hollow. What the tell me everything. Is. Like tell me like what? How do you get into the hollow Earth? What's inside the hollow Earth? Is it true that the Nazis found the hollow Earth and they never returned and mm. all this shit? I I love just sitting there and, and listening to it. So I'll just put it on and just be like, ooh, interesting. There could be a whole realm of mole people underneath our feet. Oh gosh! And like, I mean, fine. Yeah. I I think <laughs> it's one of them where like the the thing you said there about planes and having high vis, high yeah. def screens, and it's just like the moon's a projection. Moon is projection. The moon is also moon. a it's apparently a it could be it could be a an alien satellite, right? Um, uh, that's just had rock impact build up on its surface, and that at some point it's going to crack open like a giant egg, and Independence Day happens. Um, it, it, there's theories and conspiracies. The moon is like alive. There's there's all sorts of like there's a bit for like everybody, but the key is not getting roped into them. <laughs> no, the key is to to look at it, like scoff yeah. at it and move on. Because it's like the current conspiracy sphere is just a fucking cluster of like oh don't get any medical stuff and it's like yeah and, and die of like very preventable diseases. That's smart uh and you know just uh, it's it's sort of the fun's gone out of it now i miss crop yeah, circles i think the, i miss the, crop circles tom the fun ended for me when somebody i one of these that was like a, an anti and and if you believe what you believe yeah people believe, believe what, what they believe. believe you believe what you like believe. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and fucking but, but i hope that, I hope that even shit. people who believe yeah what they believe appreciates the banality of somebody who is very anti-vaccination going how convenient that all these anti-vax people who spoke loudly about how bad the vaccine is have got COVID. How convenient. Well, yeah, because they gave them it, Tom. <laughs> and then you ask who's they, and they go, well, you know, the globalists. The glo them. And then you go, who? And then they might go, Klaus Schwab. Which, in fairness, have you seen Klaus Schwab in his in his Palpatine gear? I think I had that for when dinner it, last it night. Was, it was like he's the the head of the World Economic Forum, uh, but people are like convinced he he may be this evil overlord. But then he appeared at like a World Economic Forum event wearing the clothes of an evil overlord and saying things like, "In thirty years, you will own nothing and be happy." Uh, it was a bit like. Maybe we are living in Star Wars. That's this is terrifying. as boring as episode one's opening with the trade agreement bollocks. So this, <laughs> yeah. this could be it. <laughs> and he's just there with this like alien looking brooch and like shoulder pads. And it's like, this is, um, <laughs> this is starting to make me question things. <laughs> I think maybe a lot of these are right. <laughs> what is beyond the flat earth? Quickly, the hamsters, they know all of the knowledge, no. the hidden knowledge. Get the hamsters. It's the dolphins that know. That's where they left. No, in the dolphins are what guys. we become. There are also people that think we're all going to turn into crabs. Oh, of course we are. Do yeah. we do that when? Uh, well, apparently <laughs> it stems from the belief that like a lot of creatures eventually become some form of mollusk. Mm. Uh, and oh, not mollusk. What is it? Like yeah, a, it's a mollusk. Is it a mollusk? Yeah. Mollusk. Crustacean, sorry. Is it crustacean? I don't fucking I know. I thought it was a mollusk. What's a mollusk? 
I don't, I'm not a biologist. I don't, like shit just turns into crab style stuff. Mm. So uh, they're kind of like, well, we're all going to turn, turn into, into a worm stuff. do. I, I don't know. I think, I, I think, what if it's backwards? What if we turn back into like whales? Oh, the country. Yeah. No, no, no. That's that's far too technologically advanced and oh. better. <laughs> I think I've heard that we turn into a worm do. Yeah, maybe. I don't know whether you're familiar with the worm do. I'm not going to ask the question, Tom. <laughs> you're not getting me out of that. Fuck! What's a worm do? It goes along the ground there you like go. that. <laughs> but anyway. Take that with you. Over here. Surprise Follow your friends. Earth and we're all turning back into crabs aside. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Turning back into crabs aside at the end of the flat earth, VK <laughs> Wall Street fights Ric Flair. And then um, all of a sudden, after after the match ends, this ominous voice that definitely sounds like Klaus Schwab, but it may be them. <laughs> and he says, when you say them, Good. Isn't, the power that? of money prevails. Isn't that the devil from Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> them. Oh, it was him. Oh, it's him, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was oh, him. Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh, it's very good. Uh, Wall Street dominates against uh, Ric Flair. We notice yeah. at ringside a VIP dinner table. Mm -hmm. Rem remember that. Uh, Wall Street works over Flair, uh, and during the break, Wall Street dominates, uh, cracking some right hands across his face. This woman is just going, <laughs> And Tom's just pulling a Hogan on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> or shitting myself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Wild. Flair takes. <laughs> whilst refusing to do a job. Uh, Flair takes. Well, you're a, doing a job of some sort. Nah, sort of Self-employed, <laughs> I guess. Ah, Self-employed. Independent contractor. <laughs> if you were doing it for somebody else. Self-employed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, end of the match comes with Flair taking a powder. He suckers Wall Street into the turnbuckle with a knee strike. So, so basically, Wall Street, Wall Street knee strikes the turnbuckle. Yeah. Uh, Flair takes advantage of this with a figure four back in the ring with assistance from Woman for the tap out. Yeah, she gives him like the leverage help where she's pulling his arms mm. to really add to the talk of it. Uh, I thought he was a great showing for Wall Street. It was really understandable, good like why Flair would obviously kind of have to have this sort of match given you know what's going on with him right now. Uh, but I, I did like that. Wall Street was in there, no nonsense to, to fucking try and beat Ric Flair and was was having a hell of a time doing it. Yeah, it was good. I feel like it's it's the most consistent good thing we've seen for him on Nitro since we've started. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's the best thing that we've seen from him so far. Um, mean Gene interviews Ric Flair after the match, says that Flair hasn't endeared himself to Tennessee, and Ric Flair says, they have not thought that much of me since I made Dolly Parton ride Space Mountain. Yikes. That... <laughs> Some wordage there, yeah. Rick, is uh, it 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 it, uh, belie it it suggests something darker. But he's essentially said I had sex with Dolly Parton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, on the subject of Savage, he tells Savage that he's going to wear a new tux at Slambury on Saturday, and the girls are going to be dressed to kill at Slambury as they knock WCW on its ass. Everyone's trying to break WCW. Savage wants to turn it upside down. Flair wants to knock it on its ass. Everybody just wants Hulk Hogan to get millions of dollars, and until Eric does, all of his friends are going to hold the company hostage. Mm, that's yeah. what it is, basically. Just, we're all going to hold it. Terry's got him way. over for barbecues every weekend. Mm. Can't get enough of the beef burgers Terry gets, can Ric Flair. <laughs> He's going to keep holding that company hostage. Uh, on the subject of Deborah and Mongo... Ric Flair says, while you rolled in the dirt, Mongo, and became an all-time pro, I got my fingers manicured. 
I've completed touchdown pass after touchdown pass. And now, gestures to woman and Elizabeth, take a look at my wide receivers. Yeah, then he equates himself to Joe Namath, which is just like... Yes! Big name. Yes. Joe Namath. All-time fucking quarterback. Yeah, so like he's, he's, he's basically saying, you're asking me, Joe Namath, about a, a putz yeah. like Mongo McMichael. Look at you. You just stop people from hitting... You're, you're, you're crap is what you are. Yeah. But the plan going forward, I think we, we mentioned it last week, but the plan is looking like it's going to be Rick Flair and Arn Anderson versus um, Mongo McMichael and Kevin Green. Which is what we're bubbling to with the Randy Savage Mongo stuff on the outside. Yes. Because Kevin Green is a bit of a green horn uh, and Kevin Green's going to need to get whipped the fuck into shape. Football, wrestling style. Very quick. Slim Jims. <laughs> Snapping them into you it. You won't fucking eat one. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. I'm excited to see that. I'm so excited. To pretend to watch Kevin Cream pretending to eat just a like Slim Jim. Eat it, you coward. It's only a bite. <laughs> it's like that. It's like he's just putting it there and moving his lip like. <laughs> it's so real good. Um, we're back from break. Lex Luger and WWE World Champion The Giant already in the ring. First off, though, sorry that Rick said ass. Right? Oh, Don't yeah. take us off the yeah. air. Don't take... I know he said ass. I know this is a Christian country. Just put the pitchforks down. Ric Flair's going to do a public apology with the president. And everything's <laughs> going to be fine. <laughs> He's going to apologize for using the word ass in this dodgy time. Um, Bischoff... Meanwhile, uh, like, over in Philadelphia, you've got guys just setting each other on fire. I'm going <laughs> to piss in the middle of this <laughs> ring. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Lex Luger. Uh, I went through a few weeks where I was... On board the Lex Express, metaphorically. I'm now, I'm now looking to, I'm now thinking about pulling the cord again. Yeah. Um, because the last two weeks, very much been the case of Luger's ducking the giant. Oh. The Lex Express has just been in for its MOT. Yeah. That's all. But here's the thing. <laughs> everything, everything points to the very obvious solution that of course he's ducking him. Yeah. Turns out he's not. And he has just had bad luck. Ah, uh, no, no. I think you read too much into it. Really? Yeah, I think you've I think, been you've been down look, the mine he's too been, long. He's been look, he's been ducking, he's been ducking. But after last week and showing up right at the end and Sting questioning him and almost going for Sting with the briefcase, this week he has to show the fuck up. Right. Plus, it it had looked suspicious. It already looks suspicious. So if he ducks out a third time, like that's that's surely it's a case of he's like, oh for fuck's sake, I'm gonna lose this. But all right, here we go, Lex Luger time, baby. Yeah. Well, Luger gets leveled by the Giants' clothesline and gets hoofed from the ring when he tries for a body slam. Uh, Luger tries multiple times to take down the Giant. At one point, going off the top rope, he gets bear-hugged into the corner for his trouble as well. They do a bit with crisscrossing. Mm. And it shows how good the Giant's stamina is oh, for a big yeah. lad. He it's gets amazing, a, isn't it? He gets a run on, doesn't yeah. he? Fuck me, it's terrifying. Uh, Luger's forearm is zero effective. Yeah. And they even, Bischoff even references, that's the forearm that took out Yokozuna. Just a few years back. Yeah. yeah. I love that they Mentioning that it in, the in like a neutral light rather than, Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> Yoko Shitner, am I right? Am I right? Oh. Like actually going, oh, Yokozuna's a big deal. And I wonder whether at this point there had been conversations about maybe bringing Yokozuna in. I know that I'm sure there had been. So there's whether got to a, have been at some point. Whether it was a case of let's not slag off Yoko. But then what would they have called him? Because they couldn't have called him Yokozuna. I think the only word they could have called him would be Rikishi. Oh, that would have been funny, wouldn't it? 
Because they're not going to call him like second best division. But Rikishi just means like fighter, I guess, in that sphere. So his real name is Rodney Anawaii. Yeah. Big Rod. You call him Big Rod. Give him um, a big fake dick. Put him in leather pants. <laughs> That's a gimmick. It's the 90s, man. That's easy. You want to call him? <laughs> You've already got the booty man. Booty man and Big Rod. Double, like the tag team, except they'd have to call him the double team. <laughs> that might work. I mean, like, okay, he's part of a, a part of a major wrestling family lineage, yeah. part of a major bloodline. Um, you could say maybe he's the leader of that blood. Part of me maybe feels like chief. part of me feels like they would lean into the Samoan heritage yeah. in order to be like he's not Japanese, like the other companies suggesting. Oh, and then you'd call him Rodney Reigns. Rodney Reigns, the I tribal like it. chief. Rodney. No, Reigns. no way. I've got a Luther. Luther. Luther Reigns. <laughs> That's even better. The tribal chief, Luther, Luther Reigns. Reigns, Yoko. Yokozuna, formerly known as Yokozuna, the tribal chief, Luther Reigns. And then what would Luther Reigns be called? <laughs> Yokozuna. El hijo del Yokozuna. El hijo del Yoko. <laughs> you can come out with John Lennon. Um, <laughs> Just wrestles in a Yokozuna mask. One of those like paper print-off ones. They the put it on his head going, I'm sorry, Luther. Like we, This is an issue that we made years before we knew you were coming in. Yeah. We, 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 we paid ourselves into a corner here, mate. <laughs> Just put the mask on. You are our scapegoat. <laughs> You're a lovely scapegoat. Uh, Flair is sat at his posh dining table watching the wrestling. Luger cracks Giant with 10 strikes before a final forearm gets him down. Finally, uh, starting to take down the Giant, but the Giant shrugs it off pretty quickly. Uh, he then sends, he's like, he gets sent to the outside of the ring by Luger, like a big running forearm, yeah. sends him outside the ring. So they carry on fighting outside the ring, but Giant is just like fucking angry. Give us your throat. And just Ooh. grabs him by the throat and that's it. He clears off Flair's dinner table and choke slams Luger through the table. Yeah. Uh, a hot finish. Ref throws the match out. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, Ric Flair runs for it. He's like halfway into the crowd as Giant's <laughs> standing over him. Jimmy Hart jumps on Giant's back, trying to calm him down. Yeah, and Giant kind of throws him off a little mm. bit. Sting runs out finally to make the save and medics are there checking on Luger. Not just make the save, but gently put his hand under Luger's head and Crank look at him longingly and just whisper sweet nothings in his ear. <laughs> Give him a little It'll kiss. be all right, buddy. It'll be all right. Just you and me forever. Tag teaming. <laughs> you and me. And Lex is just like, I fucking hate you. I can't wait to hit you with a briefcase. I can't. Yeah, no, I'm okay. Yeah, table hurt. Yeah, ooh. Gonna make you Can hallow- we go to Denny's afterwards? It'll be nice. <laughs> Gonna make you badly hurting with a Halliburton. <laughs> uh, medics are checking on Luger and uh, Eric Bischoff talking in very soft tones. Eric Bischoff saying, "Well, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe he was being honest after all, and he just all those things where he missed the match. Maybe they did happen." <laughs> I hope there's a longer story here because if it's just a case of Luger has shit time management. Coming on the 25th, (laughs) the Lex Luger missing time special and it's shot like a sitcom. (laughs) And he's... (laughs) Lex is about to leave the house. His seven kids, all little Lex juniors, and his like Stepford wife is like, <laughs> Lex, honey, it's time for you to get on the Lex Express. And he's got like a sassy New York driver <laughs> who just like chain smokes, and he's like just just short and grumpy all the time. Stick that I can pro up your ass. <laughs> Why? Yeah, th- come on, we got to do that now. Let's. We need to cast Lex Luger. If you look like Lex Luger did in 1995, send in your reel now. <laughs> Jason Alexander. 
Oh yeah, Jason Alexander or um I'm the total package. Or Joe Pesci. <laughs> it's Sorry, be, Joe Pesci is like It's gotta be like a, a Mo Sislak style driver. <laughs> Somebody who's just fucked off and doesn't want to be there. <laughs> but eventually he's got a heart of gold. You know, when somebody tries to steal the belt, he'll knock him out. I think you're casting Pesci as Lex Luke. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, I think I think Pesci would be good. Pesci would be good as the driver of the Lex Express. Um would you have Luger as Luger? No, we need to find somebody else. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser in the 90s. Yeah. He was doing George the Jungle around this time. So yeah, he'd be in. Yeah, he'd, he'd and he'd be, be in good and shape. And he'd have a wacky comedy time in of Alex Luger. We'd go in, well, I've just left my keys inside. And he'd go in and the bus would drive off without him. Oh, I've missed oh. the show again. Oh, no. Or like he gets the show and somebody walks in just before him who looks like him. Oh, Lex is here. Hello, Lex. Sorry, Lex, you can't come yeah. in. You're no. already inside. <laughs> no, but I'm not. I'm here. Well, I've signed you in. You're not Lex Luger. Security beast. <laughs> it is all just mist, mist, mistimed and communication breakdowns. It's and all then it's wacky. one of the episodes, it just ties into the other side. And it's just like, uh, hey, you want to come to the bar? My buddy and his Marine pals are going to be there. Oh! We've heard that British Bulldog's going to be in the house tonight with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> And then they all kind of go off and have a good time. And then the driver comes back like, fucking hell, it all went down. <laughs> That's amazing. Just be thankful you weren't on that side there, Lex. <laughs> fucking safe here. Ted Turner, he's your man. Luger, Luger's, Luger's outside the arena. He can't get in. So he goes, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get through the vents. And he's crawling through the vents. And he's like, uh, he's like oh, oh, there's something, some dust in here. It's just... It's How big me, are these vents? Making... He's like as wide as a car. It's a big vent. It's like, oh, it's making me breathe heavy. <sighs> okay, oh, it's hot in here. I'll take all my clothes off and get in hot. So he's walking, he's crawling Grease through the vents. me up, woman. <laughs> he's greased through. And uh, he ends up going, right, okay, here's the, here's the locker room. I think this is the, this says male locker room. But there's like a bit of, bit of paper covering up the word fee. <laughs> so he's gone into the women's locker room. And he comes out, and then he he comes through the vent, and he's in the he's in like one of the wardrobes, and they open the wardrobe. Luca's in there, naked, heavy breathing and sweating. <laughs> you perverts, get out! It's just random comedic happenstance. I swear. <laughs> I'm not trying to be problematic. <laughs> Stacey out next to him filming. Yeah, get out, you pervert! I'll do this in a couple of years. <laughs> That's my Luger. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot me with a Luger. Oh, um, we're just going to have to write a Lex Luger sitcom that never happened. That's what's going to have to happen. Uh, mean Gene. Fuck, this is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Here's fucking Mean Gene, the ambulance chaser. Who honestly. <laughs> rocks honestly. Anyway. It was skeezy, wasn't it? Skeezy boy. As Luger's fighting for his life in the midst of the table, Sting's holding his head. Mean Gene comes over and interviews. Sting's like, damn it, Gene, not now. It's basically just like, fuck off and stop being a pat parasite. Get out of here. <laughs> Can't Sting you see the man's turn? If Sting could have got away with it. He's got seven mini Lexus and a Stepford wife at home <laughs> and a bus driver to worry about. <sighs> How am I going to break this to Joe Pesci? He's just like, he did what? <laughs> he's crawling, crawling he's through the vents. And... Back, he's going to beat this shit up. Crawling through the, the vents again. And then eventually the crowd lets go and he just smacks into the giants <laughs> like navel. Yeah. Oh. Come on. I loved Sting just biting me Gene's head off. If he got away with it, Sting would have gone, fuck off, Gene. <laughs>
<laughs> Although it stings, he would have gone, fuck off, Gene. Sorry. 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 <laughs> sorry, mate, but fuck off. I'm sorry. Have you ever seen but Sting's? Fuck off. Have you ever seen Sting's biographical film? Is it called Sorry but Fuck Off? No, but I, it's something I think you need to watch because it's framed very strangely. Is it, oh, it's called The Moment of Truth. It's something like that. It's named after a Stiller Black show. You've got uh, you've got like a guy who's like a he's playing a, a journalist. Uh, and he's, he's come to interview Sting before Sting's match. And he's in like, you know, he's a journalist because he's in a hat with a little thing in it that says press. And it's like he's a 1950s journalist. But um, he, Sting proceeds to like tell the story of his career and how he gets into wrestling. And it's just really weird because it's like, you have obviously an actor playing Sting, an actor playing Warrior. You've got like all of the kind of back and forth, but it's also framed inside of something that has the production value of the room. Wow. So it's, if you can find it, it was on like Daily Motion, but if you could find it out there, you should definitely treat yourself to a viewing of Sting's biographical film. And now I might, on that similar note of like wrestling films with a shit budget that are just mm. hilarious, there was a Jesse Ventura one. I, that, what? I sure am. There was a Jesse Ventura one. And was it like a No Holds Barred style deal? It was like the story of Jesse Ventura's career. Oh, really? You know, and all the key moments in his career, like the time he fought Goldberg. <laughs> and the time he was, I believe... A the time he was classic at the Mon- production, 1998. I believe he was at the Montreal Screwjob. <laughs> right. And I believe he was there when Owen Hart died. <laughs> I believe... Now, I'm going to check. I will fact check this, but there's definitely a Jesse Ventura documentary if you were which to completely tell me that, fudges everything. If you were to tell me that Jesse Ventura was omnipotent, though... Or it was omnipresent. You believe it, wouldn't you? I, yeah, like you can just summon him by saying his name three times, and then he's there, and it's like, oh fuck! <laughs> and whichever one you're thinking about pops up, so it's always going to be the predator one. And it's just like, <laughs> oh shit, he's got guns and dip, and he's getting brown liquid everywhere from his mouth. <laughs> I found it, the Jesse Ventura story, uh, and uh, it's it. It, it it goes through his entire career, like oh yeah, also when he was calling WCW commentary with Gorilla Monsoon. We're gonna oh we're gonna look at it. That might be a Christmas special. That might be a Christmas special. I'll find it. We've got to watch it. Heenan suggests that Luger should sing with Billy Ray Cyrus about his achy breaky back. <laughs> Shut up, Heenan. <laughs> Says Eric Bishop. Fuck off. I'm sorry. I I will say this. It's very strange to have a nitro go off the air almost silently. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it it, it felt like you know they're trying to sell the severity of it. They had a lot of people around. Um, Lex eventually wants Sting, and a couple of people out the back came around, and they're moving stuff away from him, and it's all looking quite serious. But like I I think that that contrast against the usual kind of it's so fucking crazy. What's gonna oh shit? We're back at the desk. See you later. Um, it just went off quietly. It just sort of, it's like, you know, Lex went through that table and everything just feels like it's stopped. And you're just seeing the same replays over and over as commentary are kind of kind of bumbling around to a point where it feels like they're kind of scrambling for updates. And it that I thought was done really well. The only thing I thought I noticed from that was that Bishop of Mongo genuinely looked crestfallen. And it looks like Heenan is stifling a laugh. <laughs> It looks like he like Heenan does that thing. It's it's amazing body language thing when you have your fingers in front of your mouth. Yeah. Because it's like if you're doing that, you're like, I want to say something, but yeah. I'm putting up a physical barrier to stop me from saying it. Yeah. And Heenan's doing and it looks like he's smiling. 
It looks like he's smiling. I, and then it ends with Heenan going, and we've got an update. I've just got word. I've just got word. Is that Cut a joke bit? It's I feel like be. it's a joke it's that the Heenan be. does. Because what are you going to do to find out? Go on the internet. I didn't have a computer. I'd have to tune in next week. What the fuck did you get word about? They'll never tell you. They never tell And, and they'll <laughs> never mention it ever again. But you'll tune in. Oh, but that's Nitro. Yeah. We'll tune in because that's our job. Uh, I am confused Look, as fuck uh, about the Luger stuff. More than I ever was. I don't know. It's all going to turn out that he was in cahoots with the giant and the table was actually made of foam and he was... Under- See, that's hey! it. You've painted yourself into such a stupid corner. And it's like... Not how even a you... nice corner, like a Muller fruit corner. Like, I guess it's going to make it more impactful when he eventually turns on Sting. Because, you know, Sting has now been there cradling him and making sure his neck's not broken and that he's all right and he's cognitive. And, you know, Sting's told Gene to fuck off and stay away from him and just let us, you know, he's hurt. And I think the more that you build Sting up as that lovable baby face, not that you need to, because Sting's always that lovable baby face, to be honest. It's just kind of... It's putting more weight into the fact that Sting is just a lovely bloke that you wouldn't want to stab in the back. But Luger, for whatever reason, is just going to... Keep Luger in. <laughs> Luger's gonna Luger. Uh, Slambery. He's got Joe Pesci to pay for. He's not fucking cheap. <laughs> <laughs> His career was on the downswing by this point, but nowhere near dead. A class action lawsuit against the women's locker room. <laughs> uh, Slambery live watch along next week. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch all of bloody Slambery. I yeah. Think now it's February and dry January is done. I think we should get a couple of beers in and a pizza. Yeah, and watch fuck it. That. I'm up for that. Yeah. Uh, lethal lottery. It's gonna be lethal and it will be a lottery. And you can watch it with us next week. And until then, he is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. And Fuck off! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 